are back. We are back today and we have a guest, one of our guest series um, to kick off our January movement focus. Um, so we've got the amazing Shelley Lusk, who is coming from her slightly flood prone, but definitely not <laughs> flooded home today. So we're very grateful. Um, so how long have we all known each other? I was trying to think about this the other day. It's it's got to be 10 years, right? At least. I think it would be, yeah, maybe even a little over 10 years. Yeah. Because I think you guys knew each other earlier than me. Yeah, right. Actually, after you. There you go. 10 years, a long time. I think the first person in that whole sort of Melbourne, Victoria, non-diet, health at every size, Mm -hmm. I think the first person maybe I came across was Fiona Sutherland. Yes, me too. And maybe like via an email footer or something like that, (laughs) like, you know, where they describe what they do and you go, oh. I think that's what I do. And then she probably would have, <laughs> you would have known her being in a similar area. And so that was probably how it all came well, together. I think when I started, I didn't know anyone. And I. That's sent, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I sent a bunch of emails to anyone that I could basically find doing a similar thing on Google, yes. being like, oh, hey, you know, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. And, doing... and Fiona would have been body positive. Australia would have still been going back then. Yes. So yes. Because sense. you're, were you body, body positive health and fitness straight up? Yes, straight up. Ah, so that would have been a nice alignment. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was. So, yeah, so Shelly. We know is, you very well, but for the people who are listening who don't know you. <laughs> we like to just meander. So Shelly is a body positive, weight inclusive, fat positive, access amazingness, personal trainer in Victoria. amazingness I like well, that <laughs> inclusive everything yes, I'll right. be updating my website to pop that that's on amazingness <laughs> pop that on your business card <laughs> um in Victoria and her business is body positive health and fitness and she's here with us today oh my goodness so we always like to start um, we do Shelley, we'll let you talk in a second <laughs> Um, what is the best thing that you ate this week? I the best thing that I ate this week was a and I went um to have another little bit of it last night because there was still a little bit left over, which made me very happy. It was a Basque cheesecake that my friend Steph, who I haven't seen for ages, came over for a visit, and I I'm not a great cook. Um, that's not my comfort area. That's not my love language. Uh She is. And so she was like, I'll bring us food, which uh, that is the kind of friend you want. Yeah. And all the food was great, but then she brought this cheesecake out and it was the kind of thing where, you know, when you eat something and it makes you make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, groaning sound. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> little, little sex noise came out. <laughs> Excellent. We just pause and he's like, oh, well, that." Is delicious. Yeah, I just heard a big sigh come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I just have a vanilla-y one or a bit of lemon in it. What does, do you know what was? Oh, what's a Basque cheese? They're one with a burnt top. Oh. They're so yeah, burnt, burnt top. 
Yeah. Um, again, absolutely. I'm I'm not the flavor goddess here, so I can't recreate what was going on there. Um, <laughs> but it did have a bit of like a zesty kind of. Yeah, yes. you often put a bit of lemon zest in them. They're really yes. delicious. Okay, so it's a baked. I'm I'm googling. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Recipe she needs has a recipe. Yes, oh, oh <laughs> all about. I have I have made one. But not for a long, long time. But there's something specific about that other than just a general baked cheesecake. It looks fluffy. Yeah, yeah, it is really light. It's not like a dense. It wasn't as kind of creamy in the same way and it didn't look like a cheesecake from the outside. Um, I don't think it even had that little underneath bit or maybe it just all kind of blended in. Yeah, I'm not sure it had the base. I can't remember. There you go. Delicious. We will all go on a cheesecake adventure. Oh, So with that out of the way, um, Shelley, we'd love to hear from you, I uh, guess, how it was that you came to be like a body positive personal trainer Um, because it's not the norm. Like you said, <laughs> when you started, you didn't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. So how was it, I guess, that you um came out going, I'm not going to be focusing on like, getting people to change how the body looks that's not what I'm here for um yeah so if you can tell us a bit about how that how you came to be I'll try to give you the least long-winded version of this oh, oh, long-winded. we, we love, love it. long-winded it's fine <laughs> you can edit it as you see shit um I don't know how to do that <laughs> it just go what you hear is what happened oh good okay good <laughs> um Basically, I, I I wasn't sporty in school or anything like that um, and sort of didn't think that it was for me. I sort of had the idea that it was something that you're either you're good at or you're not good at and I wasn't good at it um, and so that was it. And I didn't understand uh, it as being sort of, you know, a skill that you can build up and something that's not necessarily about being good or not. Um, so I sort of had that weird relationship with movement to start off with and then in my 20s I quite weirdly got into um mixed martial arts and um <laughs> top of the list for a young lady self-defense I reckon yeah, yeah that's <laughs> um and sort of hadn't connected the dots with that being it's very much a sport but at the time it was just so different from anything that I knew that I didn't have any hang-ups going into it I was just like oh yeah okay let me try this thing got really really into it uh to the point that I quit my job and moved overseas um and yeah sort of basically had a little crack at being an athlete and along the way came to be came to realize like how good it was for my mental health and how good it felt to be really in my body and all the cool things my body could do and you know uh, there were little bits and pieces that I did on the alongside all of the sort of sports training that I was then doing which is not at all how I thought my life would go Um, but I just came to really really love being active Um, but unsurprisingly like almost everybody um, all, all the body image and weird relationship with movement stuff came up and so when I sort of you know got some help for that and sorted my way through that I was just kind of left really realizing how much all the environments that I'd engaged in movement in even a lot of the really positive ones where I'd had really good experiences had this underlay of 
all of the stuff that, you know, we work with people to move around, move away from and that I'd worked so hard to move away from, all of the diety stuff was under there, all of the, um, all of those messages were there and I couldn't really think of, it, it made me really sad that something that was so empowering in so many ways came with this side serving of, shrinking and obedience yeah. and all of this sort of stuff and body yeah yes and and I saw that in all of the other people that I'd you know been training with in coaches it was it was just woven through everything and because I was also by that point you know doing a spin class for fun or going for a jog for fun and all of those sorts of things all of that seemed to those messages were in there as well. They're like, come on, everybody, it's the day after Easter. Let's oh, something, something, moment, something. Everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> it was just everywhere. Um, and because I was then in a good place, I'd started, you know, I'd re- started reading a lot of, you know, feminist books and I read some fat activist books and I really was thinking really differently about stuff. And I was, I'd, I'd tried various, I'd had various stints in careers and knew they weren't quite the right one for me. And so I sort of had this little idea that I'd love to do something in the fitness space that didn't come with a side serving of all yeah. the crap. Yeah. Um, oh, and like 10, 15, how many years ago? Yeah. There was not a lot out there. There wasn't. And it. I remember, so I was working in disability support while I was sort of getting set up to start my business. And I remember telling one of my colleagues about it and she was a really lovely lady and she she just said to me well why will anyone train with you if you don't yeah. do weight loss and she was yeah. just really worried that I was making this like terrible life choice and look I was also very nervous because I I didn't know how people would respond to this I just knew that I wanted to create this thing that I wish had been there for me mm. um and yeah, so I just kind of gave it a crack and it was very, when I first started, <laughs> it's, it was quite a different um, climate to what it is now. So nowadays when, when you know, people will reach out to me to work together, it's often because they've seen that it's body positive or they know that it's weight inclusive or any of those sorts of things. But at the start, no one kind of seemed to know what body positive was. So I would get all, people wanting all the normal things people yeah, expect yeah. from the and I'd have to sort of say, like, oh, well, would you mind if we tried doing it this way? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you don't want to do the convincing. I remember it was a really, really nice, I guess, where you're, sort of where you're at now, when you got to the point of, oh, people who come through the door are coming through the door because they know what I do. Yep. Um, and occasionally there'd be a few, actually, for a while there it was sort of 50-50, and I just was like, I'm done convincing. There are a million dietitians, and you've been saying, there are a million personal trainers you can go and see if the only thing really you think this is about for you is changing your body, um, I, I'm i not going to do the, the hard sell convincing. I'm here for the people who are walking the door and go, I cannot do another diet. <laughs> or I just don't know how to eat because I've just spent my whole life dieting. Yeah. I need something different. And I'm yeah. like, hello, <laughs> come on in. It's a really different way of... You know, we're all still doing the same thing that we were doing, but it feels like things have changed and people know there's another way yes. of approaching food and movement and everything else. And it's really nice to be able to be here for people 
when they're ready to do that sort of thing. And also I think definitely in the early days and still now to be here for now, now there's a, you know, a whole bunch of other health professionals operating in this way. Um, And I think all of us are standing there also for other professionals to see that you can work in this way and in this less harmful way. And it's community for you to be part of as well. Yeah. Because you often feel like I often felt, and it's less so now, I think, because you can connect people to so many sort of podcasts and Instagram, Mm. but it used to be, you know, you'd have this great session with someone that's really landing for them. They are sort of coming up with these great ideas for how they can look after themselves in a sort of a non-weight focused way. And then they go out into the world where every single person they encounter undermines what they're trying to do and so you sort of feel like ah! um whereas now again it's so easy so much easier for people to I guess have it's not just me it's not this thing I came up with yeah yeah um as some random dietitian actually there are some there are doctors and personal trainers and exercise physiologists and other dietitians and this person with PhD and it's yeah not some crazy idea that I've just sort of come up with on my people own. People can have a whole network of yeah. professionals supporting them down that path and yeah. then I think for us as professionals, I remember in the early days, but there was this real sense of, for me, I was both starting out in my career as a personal trainer and doing this quote unquote weird thing. Swimming um, upstream. Really swimming upstream. And it wasn't something where joining groups of other personal trainers was going to make me feel really steady in myself. And I was so Mm. lucky to meet yourselves and some of the other amazing people that we met then uh, that we all kind of clung to like little life rafts. You're all crazy together. (laughs) (laughs) If we're all crazy, but I think you're amazing. And you think I'm amazing. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is this is nice. We can paddle upstream together. <laughs> um, oh, it was. It made it so much easier to do it in community. Um, yeah. And I'm really glad now that, you know, the general public has a better opportunity to to do work through this stuff in community as well. So yeah. it feels like yes. things have really, you know, things are obviously there's lots of rubbish out there. But <laughs> over my Ten and a bit years, I've just seen a massive change in, and you would have as well, in just the landscape and how, you know, the the sorts of things that we're being asked to present this information at the, mm. you know, there are doctors groups all around this sort of stuff. It's 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 really building, and I think the, for me, it was noticing even that when I stopped having to explain what body positive <laughs> was. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So I, with dietetics, like there's only a handful of unis um, in Australia who, you know, you can come out the other end as a dietitian um, and at, not so much in New South Wales, but in other states, quite a lot of them at that sort of undergrad level are having some input around um, the non-diet approach and weight inclusive care and the evidence around, you know, the intentional effectiveness of and harms of um, intentional weight loss. But personal training, it seems like the training is much more bitsy, like there's heaps of little providers. So how how is that happening for people? Like how is it that there are more, um, I guess, body positive personal trainers when the training is so 
all over the place, like, and not not in depth. I think it's it's not happening in the 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 time of study. I think uh, the trainers that I've spoken to have come to this in their personal lives and then found their way in. And I know, I know, you know, when I was sort of starting out, there there were more dietitians than there were fitness professionals. So I would go along to a training for dietitians and be like, yes. I, I come along to this and I'm not going to talk to people about food stuff, but I, I want more training in how to have these conversations yes. and, you know, all of the science around it and things. And so I think there's been a lot of that, but within the quote unquote institutions, but all the, you know, the training bodies and those sorts of things, to the best of my knowledge, that hasn't really, yeah, that's not really where it's happening. And um, and what does make it really challenging, and I've spoken to, you know, other trainers who have already been at this place in terms of their relationship with food and movement and everything and then decided they want to become a personal trainer is it's really challenging for them and extra challenging if there's someone in a larger body or something like that because they have to go through this very weight-centric training to get the certificate to do the thing. So, for example, when I did my PT course, uh, there was a unit there on uh, doing skinfold measurements. And I was, right? And so at the time I was very much like, okay, well, I need to pass this unit, but I will never, ever do this. And it was very interesting to note that, if we didn't have a hugely diverse yeah, cohort, right. uh, and even amongst that cohort, nobody was having a good time with this. Like it was, yeah. and yet there was the idea that, oh, we'll all do this thing to each other that everyone's feeling pretty worried about. And yeah. then the idea is that then, oh, let's go and spread Don't that out. Me. It was just, so it really stuck out to me, but it's, the difficulty I think for people coming to work into this space and gosh, I hope the skin folds parts still not in there, but I know there'd be a lot of quite weight centric stuff that's still in the course is that you have to be, you have to have a lot of support and scaffolding around you mm. to be able to go through that training and have hear everybody else's hot takes about how we should address these things and yeah. the nutrition unit same in dietetics um, like it's still incredible even though it's sort of you know there'll be uh, like we'll go down and do a two-hour lecture that's it every you know most of everything else is still very very um, like weight loss weight. is the solution yeah. for okay, because i know so i like <laughs> that surprises you right <laughs> yes because from little fitness world over here I look out and I see there's so many people in dietetics that are practicing this way yeah. it's the I'm like oh well obviously they get this really lovely no and I'm going to be astounded at how many dietitians there off. are in Australia like was it like 8,000 was this like a Sorry. lot of so they we had our you know red annual red joke so it comes up at this time of year right so you'll get your email from the national body being like there are this many dietitians and it was like maybe 8,000 like it was a huge oh. and I'm like Oh, I know about 50 waiting clinics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I know about 50 dietitians and they're all waiting clinics. So I'm like, they're all the best. Partly that community that kind of forms 
saying, you know, that we can echo chamber our social media and we can echo chamber, like, so yes. to keep looking out and going, okay, what else is out there? Like, let's see. So I think it's big because we know the people, but actually yes. zoom out to how many dietitians actually are there. Um, I think it is still quite small drop in the ocean, probably a bit of a bigger drop percent proportionally with yeah. personal trainers. Um, but I think also because so, you know, dietitians are fair, a very essential part of eating disorder recovery work. And yes. just working in eating disorder recovery, really, more, I don't know if I want to say most. A lot. A lot of them get it that we can't be doing weight loss and working in eating disorders. Like it's just It is often the incompatible. path that people have landed in a health at every size space is via yeah working with people and having that moment of hang on a minute that Deb yeah. Berger <laughs> quote of like we can't prescribe for people in larger bodies what we diagnose as disordered in smaller bodies like this is a psychological condition with <laughs> manifestations like we can't that that doesn't yeah. work so I think a lot of people who do that sort of fence sitting straddling thing when they start working eating disorders drip 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 oh, okay, that's actually not safe or effective for anybody. Um, uh, yes, I think that's perhaps how and that perhaps, I mean, I, I'm seeing there's more exercise physiologists coming through that are practising in this way as well, and they would have more direct exposure to people with active eating disorders, where, whereas I think, yeah, I guess, I guess it is to do with, to do with training, to do with who you're seeing, to do with and screening. I don't know how many personal trainers are even asking. Uh, no, and because it's also, it doesn't form part of our our kind of core training, so you can. It's possible that's changed. It's been quite a while <laughs> since I did it, um, but there are sort of like adjunct courses you can do oh, about it. Mm-hmm. But again, those things probably come up for people when they've, you know seen somebody and being concerned and then being like oh okay what do I do Um, but I think it's very messy because in a lot of quite mainstream personal training spaces and gyms and those sorts of things a lot of very disordered behaviors are part of the eight-week challenge or whatever that's encouraged to encourage people to do so yeah, super low calorie limits or excessive and counting, that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's my mind because, like, the one thing that, like, you really can guarantee with exercise is increased fitness mm. and increased strength and increased, fl- like, that's, like, guaranteed. <laughs> you lift this thing and it's a bit too heavy. Eventually it won't be because you'll be stronger. And, like, guaranteed outcome. Guaranteed outcome. It's like not. <laughs> and this is one place where I think personal trainers have been sold the thing that if you're a good personal trainer, you'll be able to make it happen. And if your clients are good clients, they'll be able to make it happen. We haven't, and this is outdated information, but on the last reading that I did, and I, and this is must be like 2016 or something of when, uh, of the average sort of career length of a personal trainer was 18 months. Wow. So to me, that says a lot about, well, what's going on here? And there are a number of... Your industry tracks that. We don't know how many people leave dietetics. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't think we track it very often, but in, I think it was 2016, there was a big study uh, done. and But we know, even just anecdotally, I feel like, 
Everyone's yep. been a personal trainer in the way that in the 90s everyone was a DJ for a little while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not a, and it's not a career that a lot of people have longevity in. And there are a lot of uh, kind of industry and employment factors behind that. But a large part is people are trying to do a thing that mm. they can't really do. And then yep. you either blame the client or you blame yourself. Yeah, um, a negative, awful place to be. It's, it's really, really tough. And so I used to do panels at the place where I did my PT course and go back there and, you know, talk to students about what to expect about life as a PT. And I thought, oh, if I can go along, hopefully I, they'll see that, well, here's one person that's still kicking around and, you know, and she's not doing these big weight loss promises. And I remember <laughs> sort of explaining what I do. <laughs> and one lady uh, <laughs> in the class, one of the students said, well, and it was actually like as a PT school, it was really good and I learned lots of things and it was pretty moderate in terms of all of this stuff. Most of the lecturers were pretty moderate, uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, so this person said, well, if you're not if you're not doing weight loss stuff with people, what do you do? Do you just like do some gentle stretches and go for oh, a walk or something? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> uh, like get happy yeah, and puppy. Um... Like that's good for you. <laughs> what been learning here like we do we do all the stuff that you're learn and look and sometimes we do do gentle stretches and go for a nice gentle walk like that's fantastic but also our toolkit has so many other things and this whole time you've been learning here about strength and cardio and flexibility and all of this cool stuff and if someone isn't pursuing weight loss they can still get you know really strong on the bench press or really fast running or any all of the stuff that you know how to do and yeah. not this thing that you don't really yeah. know how to do. We have the same. Like we had even last year yeah. uh, at our lecture that we do, we sort of go through all the evidence around, um, you know, basically the futility. Of the devastating evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Level A, NH and MRC evidence of, you know, weight regain after two years. Anyway, um, and we get the question, oh, so what's the point? So essentially, <laughs> what is the point of being a dietitian? And we're like, you've done three years of diet disease relationship, of counselling skills, of like you can there's so much more oh. you're not a weight loss ex, like you're not a glorified weight watchers diet um consultant as fiona will yeah, call yeah. it you have so many skills the, the and so much knowledge delivered with like this despair and distress like you've basically just crushed my dreams of saving all what's the point <laughs> and we're like oh like nutrition like heaps of points <laughs> People with celiac disease, people with heart disease, people with dietary quality. All the stuff that we learn. Like I just felt like when I was talking with this woman and she was more baffled. She was kind of like, well, how do you kill 45 minutes kind of thing if you're not doing that? Yes. And we learn so much cool stuff. Like, And for me, you know, when I when I used to think about anything movement and fitness related when I was in high school, I did have that idea, oh, you're good at it or you're not good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually we know that like any other skill, though you can improve on things. Most of us, you know, we might not end up being the same bolt, but we've got a bigger capacity than what we're kind of reaching. And if we're interested in doing that, you know, there are all sorts of practical applications. We can find things that we actually enjoy doing, Um and, you know, all the mental health benefits, the physical health benefits, all of that stuff, and also just being able to do cool stuff because it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, 
you can you can still do that you can yeah it's yeah you have, I think it's because they can't envisage someone increasing their activity and not losing weight do you think that's part of it because and they don't like the maths just doesn't add up and they sort of feel like or, or think that you know that they definitely won't lose weight because sometimes people do like we know that sometimes people do whatever sometimes people do um, it's just not the focus it's sort of so I think she couldn't pull that apart she couldn't I think it's my, my yes and I think it's mind-blowing to a lot of people that you would exercise for a reason other than to change your body uh, that, that course, isn't your yeah. goal at all what, what like what why would you why would you do this which is quite unfortunate for someone who's <laughs> like I do this stuff you know this is my whole thing um and that to me is also really sad and I think and I know that it's the case in dietics that a lot of people have unexamined stuff that they bring into the courses and certainly in our industry it would be the case and you know if I think back to the cohort that I studied with you know there would be some people there that I'd be pretty concerned about but also there'd be some people that like this person where you think well if you are only doing this to change your body do you even like do you even yes you like like it? It? you're doing <laughs> um and I think one of the things and why they're like oh well what are you doing just gentle stretches and going for a walk maybe that is what that person would do if they were because that's yeah. a great thing to do Lovely. and maybe that's what's there but I think when we pursue movement purely for trying to change our bodies often we will pick the most intense high volume type stuff and not everybody you feel rubbish you would feel absolutely rubbish oh my goodness well you're always you're always sore (laughs) you're not fitter faster stronger it's actually hard to walk up and down the stairs you can't sit down on the toilet in the middle of the night like you can't hang your washing out because you're like oh my god oh my arms oh and you are just kind of aiming to tire yourself out. So you're not even reaching your uh, sort of peak potential in terms of your athleticism if you are just trying to tire yourself out physically and burn as many calories as yep. possible. Like smart training has, you know, breaks and it has lighter periods and all of those sorts of things. Yep. And I think as well it it misses the thing that, like there are a whole lot of people we know that, just don't engage in physical activity or don't engage in as much physical activity as they would like to. And if we think of it as only being about burning the most amount of calories, the the activities people are going to choose aren't necessarily going to be things that either they enjoy or that are aligned with what they actually want. So you might do something that you don't particularly enjoy in the moment but you're like it's really important to me that I want to do this bushwork walk at the end of the month and I want to have the best time possible so I'll slog it out a bit this week on my kind of practice walk and and I and I think you can do that from a place of self-care I don't think that's a that's not a diety thing but if your only reason to slog it out is I'm not good enough and the way that I look's not okay that's going to feel very different in terms of your personal satisfaction in, and enjoyment, then you know what this is. A, this is really hard, and my legs hurt. But this is helping, helping me do, do this thing. I really value this. this. Is aligned with my values. That's really different. And I think that the connection to our personal values and what's important and what's actually life enhancing for us gets missed out 
in all of this stuff if it is and it sounds like this is the case for a lot of people and a lot of people working in the space of well you've just got to do the hardest worst (laughs) stuff I think back to, so I've done one marathon in my life um, and I have such fond memories of the whole thing because there was about 15 of us who were all training together. Then we're going to fly up to the Gold Coast. We're going to stay for a long weekend. We're going to do the run, but then we're also going to go out for dinner and have a lovely time. Um, and so, yeah, there was some hard, like you've got to push yourself to do those really long runs towards the end and you are tired. It's really hard to not be tired for the rest of the day. Um, but she was fun. I never did one run alone. It was, I just look back on that whole, I don't know, six month sort of training period. The only reason I did it was because other people were doing it. I'd previously gone, I can't do a marathon, I'm not a marathon. And then these people I ran with, like, where do you do this? They're like, I'll give it a go. So fun. Um, but again, if I was doing all that work by myself, I know people do it for themselves and that's fine. I'm not saying everyone sure. who wants on their own is, a, as a, is doing it. Personal the values, so, right? Personal values. Yeah. So for me, it's all about the social. Um, and always has been. And so the actual run of that was like, you know, four hours of the whole fantastic weekend. Um, and it's sort of one of, it's a really fond memory, um, that whole process. But I can imagine if it was about time to change my body, which didn't change in, <laughs> with all that training, um, because it doesn't need to, um, then it would have not have been a positive thing at all. And I think that's the... We know that you can do the exact same activity for a whole bunch of different reasons and your internal experience will be very different. And I don't, you know, I think sometimes people think that, well, and maybe like this person, but that if you're going to do things in a non-diet way and if you're not doing things to change your body, that like with how people think that if you're self-compassionate, you just won't bother doing it. Yeah, yeah. Quite the opposite of free. <laughs> it frees you up to make those choices and some people will choose to do very gentle things and that is completely fine but some people won't and then they'll be doing it for reasons that are aligned with what's actually important to them because I think that kind of I mean any physical health benefits that you're getting from whatever movement that you're doing from that really negative place you pro- yeah, you're probably not fueling well enough to really be getting those and you're getting so many mental health opposite of benefits. Um, yeah. Like that. Yeah, well, like you think about the cascade of that relative energy deficiency in sports, yes. there's a lot about it. Um, but just if you're not fueling for the work that you're doing, there's this whole cascade um, of negative physical, psychological things, um, hormonal like things that can actually start to happen it's not going to affect everyone the same but it can be really really detrimental it can be really tough and I think as well that if the only way that people know to engage in movement is from there that well then if you do pick up a fracture or some sort of injury you are then in a place where okay it, like it's some it's not sustainable at some point yeah it, it kind of it all ends here in this. Up and it tells you hello body's not liking this yeah. it's not liking it and it it's just such a it's a real shame to me that as a a broader culture and often in our industries that we that that is the type of movement that we aspire to and then we say oh actually you know we're health professionals and we care about health 
What if you just grind yourself? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's so many parallels with food as well, where you hear people advise someone to like, you know, overcook your meat or yeah, the only eat. thing you should ever put on your salad is air. And you're like, oh. I mean, you've got somebody sitting in front of a, you know, pizza and salad. And we t- I talk about this to clients all the time, you know, like, and if they've got that, you know, the half a plate of salad because you've got to have half a plate of vegetables because I'm being healthy and it's like, oh, God, shit, you know, I really I just want more pizza and I just want more. But if you're sitting in front of it going, oh, the pizza's like hot and salty and oily and savoury and those salad's like crispy and cold and tangy, like this amazing, like delicious, contrasting sensory experience, the food itself is exactly the same. The experience you're having and the satisfaction is likely so very different. What are you going to do again? Probably not the, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to have pizza. Yeah, diet culture has a lot to answer for. <sighs> Very fundamental ways. That, fundamental? Fundamental. Fundamental, fundamental ways like we really like care for ourselves are completely like, you know, inaccessible to us because of all of these beliefs. Yeah. or messages that we get so i'm just mindful of your time i don't want to um go too long but i curious so you mentioned that they've noticed it is a shift you know people now know i guess what body positive means i think there's a lot of assumptions that it means we just don't do anything we just don't <laughs> and don't move our bodies um so also there's obviously some, <laughs> there's also some miss you know yeah, oh for sure but i guess what um what I guess is your hope? We always have to ask at the end, like what's your sort of hope for where your profession will go um, and what, you know, are there any ways that I guess people can help that happen? Um, yeah, what's, what's I, you looking forward to? My ultimate, I mean, I'm, I'm really encouraged to see that this is becoming less and less of a weird thing to do, that there, <laughs> there are more and more of us working in this way and Ultimately, I'd like to see the training that is given to personal trainers include this stuff. Um, so I think that because that all kind of gets set from above and then comes down to the training organisations, I think it's at a national health level that the whole size inclusive health at every size approach to health and all the evidence it's, I mean, we have the evidence. Everyone's aware of the evidence, but the cognitive dissonance is still there. And I think that it will change once that, yes. uh, once more people are able to look at it and see that, yes, I can still be a doctor, I can still be a dietitian, I can still be a personal trainer, even if it turns out that I can't change people's size, shape or weight. I've still got a lot to offer and I can help people achieve a better quality of life. I think if that stuff filters down, I feel like the course material, because that's not set by the individual RTOs. So I think that's when that will happen. And I think part of that happens just by everybody talking about this stuff, practising this stuff, asking for this kind of uh, healthcare when they find health practitioners. I think very much some of it is just going to be a matter of time as yeah. well. Um, but I do see, yeah, shifts happening. I am, and and look, perhaps it's because I'm not really in the, the mainstream fitness bubbles, but 
there are a few people that I kind of, you know, follow along with who do have really good info about some other stuff and they're not, you know, they're not full haze, but they, you know, they're really good at the shoulder complex or whatever it might be. And I just see little things filtering through there where they're just getting less and less and less weight centric. So I feel like it's filtering through. Um, and so I think we just got to keep plugging on and, and, and looking after ourselves. I think from, uh, you know, professionals that we're not burning out and for general public that, yeah, we're taking taking care of ourselves so that, you know, we can be here for all of these changes and get the kind of care that we deserve and that more people can get that kind of care. Yeah. Nice. So we've, we know there's like there's a few more and we've actually got a cool little series coming up with a bunch of um, Australian Australians and exercise physiologists. But Amazing. Still, it's a bit of a drop in the ocean um, and there's not going to be a body positive um, personal trainer around in everyone's neighbourhood. Um, so what do you have, because um, I have a bit of insight, <laughs> inside knowledge, what do you sort of, what are you doing, I guess, to help with um, access for people who maybe don't have someone down the road <laughs> they can go to um, sort of some online offerings to if people want to, you know, start working with a um, weight-inclusive non-diet personal trainer. Um, what have you got? What do you got for us? Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, I do online personal training and I also do online consult sessions where we talk about some of this stuff because some of it's not about the, the doing, it's about the how to do and why to do and talking through some of this stuff. Um, and I'm working on a course at the moment, um, which I'm trying to approach in the same way that I would approach my movement, which is, you know, we do we do bits consistently. Um, <laughs> yeah, this whole it's uh it's a lot harder than um than you first think. I think this whole developing a digital yeah. Oh, it really is solidarity, Shelley. <laughs> Thank you for the solidarity. It's it's been a it's been a really good test of the stuff that I've put in the course. Yeah. Applying that. To doing the course um, because movement for me, you know, that's not a thing that really, you know, I feel like I've I've done a lot of thinking about that. But this for me, I'm out of my comfort zone and doing something really different um, and seeing a big task ahead of me. And so I'm trying to approach it in that way. But uh, that's going to be really about giving people a toolkit that they can develop themselves with the guidance of the course so that they've got whole lot of strategies they can use to find a relationship with movement that works for them and the kind of activities and approaches and that's got uh flexibility built in for all of the things that life will inevitably throw at us so it's less of a here's a workout plan and more of a yeah here's a toolkit you can establish for yourself for a lifelong approach to movement and I hope people find that very useful oh, um, do you have a timeline at all or is that a sort of just I'm hoping around March that we should be oh, wow. be out there. Um, and yeah, so I've uh, I've got some things to do, but I'm plugging plugging away at it, and it's been oh, really nice. To... Sure share it when it comes. Oh, thank you so much. I'll pick pick your brains on the, the course <laughs> development we'll front. Take that one offline. <laughs> there might be some swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um that's but, cool but, you know like there is that you do have an online presence already I know you're is it this week you're like today you're running a, a gentle movement module is oh, that right thank you yes rubbish at the self-formation um 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm doing um, for three weeks each month, uh, 10 minutes a day of gentle movement. So just stuff that you can do if you're working from home or in the office That's or whatever. Like just gentle be. stretching and going for a walk. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> we do that too. That's great. I love that. And exactly what you need if you're sitting at a desk all day and you don't yeah. feel like you can take a whole yeah. half hour or whatever, don't want to get all sweaty and have to kind of shower. Yeah. Um, I love the idea thing. of exercise snacks. I heard somebody talk about that, like just, you know, or that I think we were talking about the other day is like, you know, what's your, you know, can you do five minutes? All right. You don't have to kill yourself. Mm. Yeah, just little bits. And I think coming back to the idea that moving our bodies is really good for our bodies as long as we're doing yeah. it in a way that's safe for us and yep. just the act of doing, there's, there's a you know a lot to be said for training to be able to do a specific thing, but just the act of moving is really good for our our bodies and our brains and being able to just cope with everything else that life. Um, yeah. And doing it in a bit of community is nice as well. You know, knowing that we'll we'll meet up at the same time and you know everybody's taking a little break out. Um, some people do it with their camera off, which is completely fine, but we're just there together doing something that is entirely for, oh, this will just make my body feel a little bit better. And and that's the expectation. Awesome. Very good. Well, um, we'll link that in the show notes as well. We'll be doing another round because I guess people would have missed this yes, round. Yes, I'll do the, oh, my goodness, where are we in the year? February. <laughs> it will be the next round. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and what are your um, social media handles so people can um, find you? Do you do much are you on social media much? I don't do a lot. So I'm on Facebook is my main one um, and it's just body positive health and fitness. Um, we'll put that as well. Thank you. Um, Instagram, I, I don't really enjoy Instagram, so I'm off Instagram for the time being um, and just trying to be judicious with my social media very yes. good so sensible so smart sometimes and, and, and me a time suck and you sort of I like I know for myself sometimes I sort of use it to distract from unpleasant emotions and then there's a lot of unpleasant emotions on Instagram and I think I'll sometimes I'll go to social media and I mean this is way off topic but I'll go to social media for that nice Mm. calm down but I'll notice actually in my body that I'm not noticing calm no, down totally. so yeah. yes it keeps it keeps shifting and shape shifting doesn't it so yeah mm. and then all of a sudden I'm like hang on a minute I had a friend who this is again off topic hopped back onto um Facebook after like a couple of years she's like so it's just ads now like I'm just getting ads is that social media now I'm like pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much, Shelley. It's been um, lovely to see you. In the you know, I can see your face. It's not just a message. Um, nice. And, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you around.